This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we discussed the raising of the agribition flag at Regina City Hall yesterday. The show officially opens on Monday. Agribition has also signed a partnership with Economic Development Regina. We have our usual look at grain markets for the week, with wheat and canola moving down. Real Agriculture talks more about agribition with CEO Chris Lane. We have a feature on the beef chain with rising beef prices at the store and lower prices on the hoof. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Canadian Western Agribition has signed a partnership with Economic Development Regina to help expand agriculture growth and the economy. The agreement targets several collaborative efforts between the two organizations to focus on growth in agriculture, ag tech, value-added food processing, and agritourism. The partnership will leverage Agribition's reputation around the world to advance Economic Development Regina's growth plan for the coming decade. As part of celebrating the 50th anniversary of Agribition and the new alliance, Agribition participated in its first flag-raising ceremony at Regina City Hall yesterday afternoon. CEO Chris Lane spoke at the ceremony, saying the city of Regina has been an important source of support for the week-long show. Without the support from the city, I'm not so sure Agribition would have made it 50 years. But that is the power of true partnership, and one we couldn't be more thankful for, appreciative of, and excited to build on today. That's why today we are announcing a new formal agreement between Canadian Western Agribition and Economic Development Regina. Our two organizations will work together to support the city's growth plan around agriculture, tourism, and both investment and event attraction. When Agribition brings hundreds of investors and tens of thousands of visitors from all over the world to Regina, there will be a new alignment between us and EDR to leverage that opportunity, showcase the city as Canada's single best home for agricultural investment, and make the case for hosting even more significant meetings, events, and conferences. And supported by a new and reinvigorated Tourism Regina, you will see Agribition celebrated in this city as an attraction for all residents to be proud of and take part in. That starts today here at City Hall when we raise the Agribition flag for the first time and declare Agribition Week in Regina. Regina Mayor Sandra Masters says Agribition provides an international hub of agricultural excellence. To expand global business connections, check out the latest in agricultural innovation and technology and experience a world-class rodeo. Agribition has helped define our city as a center of excellence for agribusiness. 
Agrovision is hitting a monumental milestone celebrating its 50th show. Year after year, we welcome thousands of visitors to our city from around the world to showcase the incredible work that is being accomplished in our agricultural industry. Masters says Regina is proud to host Canada's largest livestock show. The Chief Tourism and Visitor Growth Officer with Economic Development Regina, Chelsea Galloway, says Agribition provides a stage to share the best of agriculture in the world. This partnership was a natural fit for both of our organizations and for our community. It will help amplify our efforts in investment attraction, event attraction and tourism as we work to further cement Regina's status as a global egg and food innovation hub. Agribition provides a stage to share the best of our egg sector with the entire world and that's why people from around the world are coming together in Regina this week. Agribition is a signature event for Regina and it's a major economic driver that fills our hotels, restaurants, malls and event facilities. It generates more than 50 million dollars in economic impact for Regina and more than 70 million for the province and it creates global opportunities for egg business right here at home. There's little wonder why we want events like this to thrive in Regina and that's why we formed the Agribition Activation Committee with partners that include the Cornwall Centre, the Atlas Hotel, Regina Downtown, Regina Warehouse District, Regina Airport Authority, the Regina Hotel Association, City of Regina, Hotel Saskatchewan and Harvard Developments. Together our job is to elevate Agribition Week so that everyone in Regina, whether they're locals or visitors, know that this event is happening and have an opportunity to participate. So whether that's at the actual event itself or through activities around town. Galloway says more than 6,000 cowboy hats will be distributed around the city for Agribition. She adds they're encouraging the whole city to get in the western spirit next week. Agribition kicks off Monday and wraps up Saturday, November 27th. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca Grain prices were showing a downward trend this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccalo says canola fell $14 a ton for the week, while spring wheat was down $0.40 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, January canola declined approximately $14 a ton so far this week. January canola, as we're talking here, is sitting at approximately 10.08 right now. It did actually make a contract high this week to 10.30 a ton on Monday, but it didn't stay there for very long. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the December contract has declined approximately 40 cents a bushel here this week. Some interesting technical developments there potentially. One pattern that I'm watching is it's called bullish pennant pattern and. What that refers to is we might have seen a consolidation here in the price from the highs to where we currently sit. And this might be setting up for another push back up to some of the highs in Minneapolis wheat. So, uh, again, one bullish potentially technical pattern that I'm watching on Minneapolis wheat right now. Expand a little more on what were, what was pushing down canola and wheat prices. Well, I've got definitely a lot of questions this week on some of the mudslides and the rail kind of news out of BC this week. One thing I've been mentioning to clients is that there actually isn't a lot of canola being 
reported currently right now on a relative basis. So I don't really believe that that's going to have a impact here kind of on a longer term basis. Now, having said that, if disruptions last a long time, obviously that, you know, my view can definitely change there. Uh, we are seeing canola here down approximately $6 here on the day. One thing I have been kind of watching here is how the soybean market has been reacting to what is going on in Brazil and Argentina right now. Brazil, there actually has been fairly good weather there, so it looks like soybeans could have a little bit of a correction. But there is some drier weather right now in Argentina, which is kind of playing a little bit of tug of war with what's going on in Brazil. So I'm I'm seeing again quite a bit of buying interest in just a lot of commodities, a bit of an inflationary tilt again to kind of the markets. So right now, I would say I'm going to be watching the highs of 1030 on canola for clients and around this $1,000 a ton as support. So that's kind of something I'm, I'm definitely watching. The outlook the next week and beyond? Well, next week, uh, one thing to note is that there is going to be U.S. Thanksgiving on Thursday, so U.S. markets are going to be closed, but canola will still be open, as always, kind of throughout the holiday. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. It's hard to believe, but Agribition is already next week. And joining us right now is Chris Lane. He's the CEO of Agribition. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Sean. What is Agribition going to look like this year as we try to, you know, not post-COVID, but we try to transition events at the latter half here? Yeah, well, it's a good question, and then I think Agribition, just like any other event, kind of getting turned back on here in the fall on the tail end of COVID, or at least we hope it's the tail end of COVID. It's, um, you know, it, there are challenges with it, but there's also a ton of excitement around it. I mean, when I when I talk to folks, whether they're vendors or exhibitors or, or you know, people wanting to come to the rodeo, there's a, there is a genuine excitement in our agriculture community about about being back uh, at events and being back together, you know, regardless of what the uh, of what the health measures are. But I think one thing that I have learned and probably underestimated through all of this um, around event cancellation was what a big part in the community building and honestly mental health in our egg community these kind of events play. And uh, you know, I tell you, I'm not going to take that for granted anymore. Yeah, I, I get the sense that a. Uh... A lot of farmers and ranchers are looking forward for that opportunity to kind of kick back, chill out, crack a cold one, and, and sort of do some old-fashioned networking again. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And, and you know, agriculture is so unique in in that it's a business event that's also a social event. And I think um, that creates a pretty great atmosphere. And, um, you know, for for so many people, events like Agribition are the are the chances they get to see, you know, people and 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 customers or uh, uh, or folks.
folks in the industry that they they don't get to see that often. So mm. it really is a coming together, I think. And uh, yeah, it's, it's and that kind of atmosphere gets a lot of business done, which I think is the key to the whole thing. Give us some details on the cattle show. You, I'm sure you've got a lot of uh, people in the purebred stock coming to town, uh, buyers as well. Uh, tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. We've, uh, um, you know, obviously after having to take 2020 off, there's I think some pent up demand in the purebred seed stock sector here. So we've got 12 uh, national breed shows happening all at the same time here at Agribition Week uh, next week. And that's something that hasn't happened before. So with the national shows come uh, come some profile, uh, come some entries from across the country that, that we we might not otherwise see. So we're actually getting a, a fair amount of cattle coming from central and eastern Canada, which is, we always get a few, but I think there's more than usual this year, and I think we can attribute that directly to the national show, so that's exciting. We're probably going to have around 1,200 head of purebred cattle uh, in the barns here at Agribition, which is pretty good, I think, considering especially the not only coming off the COVID, but coming off what's been a pretty difficult year weather-wise and feed-wise here in the West. So we're really happy with that. I think we'll have around 2,500 animals in total come through uh, barns during agribition week. So lots to, lots to see and do. And I think what's interesting about the seed stock sector is that uh, it, it does continually attract interest and investment from all across the world. And, and again, even with with travel uncertainty around COVID, we're seeing a couple hundred international buyers uh, register for Agribition to be here. And I think it's because it's important to business. And, and when it is, they'll always find a way. Do you have to be there in person? Is there an online component? You know, all the shows and, all, and I think most of the sales, if not all of them, are, are broadcast online. So, you know, that's something that has become, I think, industry standard in these kind of events. So if, uh, if, you, if you can't be here in person, you can certainly take in the shows and the sales online. Um, although, you know, like, like any good farm show, I think we've learned that over the last couple of years for sure is there is an in-person aspect that is just so important to it. I think, you know, we're still in an industry where, where handshakes are a big deal and, uh, you kind of want to have a look at what you're going to buy, uh, before you do it. So the, the avenues for commerce digitally are sure there, but I think we still see a lot of people wanting to be here in person and, and meet the folks behind the deal. Do you have the auctioneers championship going on too? Uh, we have a different kind of auctioneer setup uh, this year. We're auctioning off uh, the horse pull teams for sponsors and, and raise some money for stars. And for sure, we'll see some auctioning happen on the grounds here. Uh, but the stars charity auction, we're actually doing an online version of that all week long. So uh, we've got a ton of great prizes. And, and again, I think that reflects a change in the auction industry around COVID too. Is that this has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind northwest 20 becoming light this afternoon. The high, minus 1, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The low, minus 12. Wind chill, minus 9 tonight, and minus 18 overnight. Saturday, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon. Wind southwest 20 gusting to 40 in the morning, then northwest 30 gusting to 50 in the afternoon. The high plus 1, windy, the low minus 16. Sunday, sunny with a high minus 9, the low minus 10. 
Monday, sunny, the high plus 5, the low minus 5. Tuesday, partly cloudy with a high of 0, the low minus 14. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 12, the low minus 15. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5. Normal high is minus 3, the normal low today minus 13. The sun rose at 819 this morning. It sets at 508 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Mancota in the south country at plus 1. The cold spot further north, Nipawin at minus 10. Estevan minus 1, Saskatoon minus 8. Swift Current and Weyburn both minus 4. Yorkton minus 5. Regina cloudy and minus 5. That's 60, pardon me, 23 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west northwest at 23. Humidity is 75%. The barometer rising 101.4. Cloudy and Moose Jaw minus 3. Winds are from the west northwest at 21. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 5. That's 23 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. There's a growing disparity along the beef supply chain, with consumers paying more at the front end and cow-calf producers getting less money on the back end. Throw in high feed costs and a potential strike at Cargill's High River Beef Processing Plant. There's a lot of dissatisfaction on the farm. The chair of Alberta beef producers, Melanie Woke, is a veterinarian and also has a 250 cattle beef herd about an hour and a half east of Edmonton. Woke says the cattle price cycle is broken. It used to be when, you know, I first kind of got into the cattle industry in about 1993 and you used to have that nice 10-year cycle, you know, where cattle prices would slowly rise up and then they peak and then they come down and grain prices would follow in the opposite direction. And it just seems like in the last few years, the cattle markets have become extremely volatile and we just don't seem to know what's coming at us day to day. Right now, cattle prices have been pretty stagnant over the last few years. You know, I typically look at the calf prices. That's the market that we're in as we sell our, our calves here during the fall run. And prices at the store have just been climbing exponentially since COVID hit. And I can tell you that has not trickled down to us. And I don't want to speak for the feedlots because I'm not in that business. But looking at the fat prices, you know, they seem to be sitting in the same boat. So we just are trying to make consumers aware of this, that, you know, in no way has the supply chain all benefited from the increase in price. Woke was asked if meat packers were to blame for the rising price. Well, you know, you don't want to blame one part of the industry, but, you know, the packers are very concentrated in Canada, as we're seeing in the United States as well. You know, they have a lot more cattle down there. They only have four major packers. We have two here in Canada that process 80% of Canada's beef here in southern Alberta. So there definitely is the issue of a concentrated uh, market there. 
And unfortunately, especially with the cow-calf end of things, we're price takers. We don't have much leverage. We don't have much power or say in, in to what we are getting for our calves in the fall, and that's where we're sitting right now. Woke says producers are worried about consumers cutting back consumption due to the rising prices. Well, I would think so. I mean, everything's going up for consumers, right? Everything from heating our homes to our grocery bills. You know, there was just a big announcement that dairy products are going to have a significant price hike. So even looking at our own food budget here at home, I just cannot see people buying things just because they want it. There's got to be some point where consumers are going to be buying based on price. I can't blame them. I often surprises me to tell you the truth that people are paying what they are for beef in the stores right now. That's, that's all I get from my family in the city is just the exorbitant amount of money that it costs to buy a steak or to buy a roast or to buy, you know, even ground beef. Up here in northern Alberta, I've seen ground beef at the grocery store hit $9 a pound. So I think it's getting to the point that, it, you know, the average Canadian family, I just can't see affording it. Some people buy direct from producers, but there are processing delays. Oh, that's for sure. These small processors, well, we're waiting well into 2022 now for a spot for cattle. That's a hard thing to try and, and do is to have your cattle finished you know, there's cattle that need to go right now, and uh, there just isn't room for them. Like you say, the other thing we're really concerned about is this looming strike with Cargill. You know, they have till December 6th to resolve the issue or to come to the demands. Whether that's going to happen, we sure hope so. But if it doesn't, it's just going to create another huge backlog. There's a lot of cull cows that went to town this fall because of the issues with no feed. And... All that's just going to back up. That's a huge concern for us right now. Melanie Woke is chair of Alberta Beef Producers. Coming up, she'll talk about the beef supply chain review. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Digman Industries. Look to Digman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The chair of Alberta Beef Producers is concerned about the high cost of beef at the consumer shelf and the lower prices for cattle going to market. Melanie Woke discusses a beef supply chain review being conducted by the government of Alberta. I believe that that process was backlogged a little bit and they are starting to work on it now. So yeah, they're going to look at all parts of the supply chain to determine you know, what needs to be fixed where and how we can spread some of this profit out. You know, we need the whole supply chain to be economically healthy. And right now it isn't. Our calf prices are quite stagnant right now. The future prices for fats doesn't look great in the spring. And our input costs are just skyrocketing. Everything from feed to mineral to fuel to feed the cattle Everything has just gone up in price so much that our profit margin is shrinking every day. And so what this should help us do is, is realize where those issues are and hopefully, you know, be able to create profitability along the whole chain. Our Canadian herd has been shrinking in size for the last five years, and it's going to continue to shrink unless something's done. The U.S. is trying to use incentives to encourage smaller meat processing facilities 
and Woke thinks it should also happen in Canada. She says if the U.S. expands meat processing capacity, it would be helpful to Canadian producers. Melanie Woke is the chair of Alberta Beef Producers. She's a veterinarian and also has 250 cattle about an hour and a half east of Edmonton. Time now for the Countdown to Agribition, brought to you by 2S Auctioneers Online Auction House. Start bidding today at 2sauctioneers.ca. Agribition opens in Regina Monday, celebrating the 50th anniversary show. CEO Chris Lane says there will be 2,500 head of livestock, including 1,200 cattle for show and sale. Numerous other events, including rodeo, jousting, a trade show, and a feature on Indigenous agriculture. The president of the Regina Exhibition Association, Tim Reed, anticipates a great show. I think what I'm looking forward to the most is just everything being used. Of all of the events that we put on, over 750 events in the course of a year here at Everest Place in the Exhibition Association, very few of them, in fact none of them, use every inch of our buildings the way that Exhibition does. And so to be in a place where every facility is filled with equipment, with people, with life, I mean, we've taken that, we took that for granted for many, many years. Over the last 20 months or a couple of years, I think we've probably been reminded that those experiences, those moments, those memories that we build, that togetherness, even though we have to do it differently going into this year's show, those are things we really cherish. Aggravation opens Monday and wraps up Saturday, November 27th. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose 870 at 968.32. One red spring wheat rose 11.79 at 4.61.15. The rest were unchanged. Durham 707.72. Feed barley 383.64. Flax 14.68.62. Lentils 986.50. Oats 536.53. Yellow peas 608.61. Feed wheat 261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange, spring wheat rose six cents at 10.33 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just over 100 cows on Thursday. That market did look a little stronger. We had some good cows, 59 to 64, 65 bucks. Medium cows from 50 to 59. This calf market, it was lower here on Tuesday. 3,650 of them here. I'm sure hoping that was weather-induced. 2,500 expected here again on Tuesday, November 23rd. Here's what happened on Tuesday. 484 weight red and black said 224.75. 488 tans that came from Blade Young over there at Tyvan. He brought just over 500, 229 and a quarter. 649 tans at 193 and the big red and black steers 712 bring 187 on a tri-load. Uh, all these heifers, though, they're at 155 to 172, unless they're really light, and that's a tough slug market all fall, it seems like. 
This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 171.92 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Homes, businesses, roadways, and lives were all lost by the floods and mudslides that hit parts of British Columbia this week. Now crews are working tirelessly to try and get things back up and running, including truckers who are waiting to complete the routes. Susan Ewart, the executive director with the Saskatchewan Trucking Association, says a lot of money and goods are stuck in B.C. You think about what's sitting at that port, there's millions of dollars worth of goods that need to be moved and they may not be able to be done in a timely fashion because of the fact that you can't get them out of BC at this particular point. Urit says it could be weeks or months before truckers can get going again. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers is hosting a conservation agreement online virtual seminar on Tuesday. The workshop with the University of BC's Conservation Decisions Lab will explore the best strategies to manage threats to biodiversity in southwest Saskatchewan. The seminar runs 12.30 to 3.30 p.m. Tuesday, November 23rd. As a token of appreciation, the stock growers will be offering a $50 Cowtown gift card to those who attend the Priority Threat Management Assessment Workshop on Tuesday. On the markets, the TSX is down 25 points at 21612 the Dow has fallen 167 points at 35,703. Oil has dropped 278 at 75.63 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 18 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.16 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.